0: You'll find anywhere.
1: Well, listen. I'm glad we can joke about it a little bit because that score down there is pretty much the story of what happened. It's a lot closer at the half. We were still hopeful, and it just went to to hell. Just literally, Auburn ended up losing forty-one to twelve. You guys heard us on the post game. Me, Be Will, Mike G. Ike was at the game, covering the game. Mm. Ike, we didn't get a chance to hear your initial thoughts. Mm. There's never a good time to talk about a game like this, but it's
2: time. All right. so, my thoughts on all of this. So, let me start by saying, regardless of how wide the margin was, it still only equates to one loss in the loss column. One. Having said that, Mm-hmm. It was an abysmal performance. I don't know that there was a a bright spot in this game that I can just point to and say, "Oh, this went really well." Like it just—I I mean, we didn't miss a field goal. It was, we were perfect on field goal attempts. And extra point tries, we only we didn't actually try the extra point. We went for two, but I mean, we were, every time we kicked the ball, it went where, where we intended for it to go. We didn't have any colossal busts on special teams. So, but um, the offensive line looked bad. The defensive line, I'm going to come, I'm, I'm going to camp out on the defensive line. So I'll skip them. The uh, defensive backs didn't look bad. But they, you know, I mean, they didn't really, like, impact the game. No turnovers. No, like, really critical breakups happened from the the defensive backs. Linebackers. Wow. Outside of a big hit from Owen Papo to start the game. Not a lot to talk about in the positive light for how the linebackers played in that game. Um, Wide receivers actually didn't look bad, right? Like, we didn't have any big drops in the game. Guys were getting open occasionally. Like, it wasn't just, like, consistently open, but it was open enough for if the quarterbacks had time that we should have been able to complete some passes. We actually had some big catches being made out there. Um, So wide receivers looked decent this game. Tight end play, nah, I, 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 nothing really st- stands out. I haven't rewatched the game, so... You know, nothing really stands out there. And so then we get to the two, I guess, bigger issues that I have. Offensive line is probably the big one, but quarterback play. I don't actually think quarterback play was as bad as people are trying to say it was. The turnover's unacceptable. T.J. Finley had one of the most befuddling Interceptions. I think I've like the play itself should have been whistled dead to begin with, but the decision once the play was snapped to even attempt to make the throw that he made was I just uh, I don't I don't know what to say about it. Um, the fumble was just not ha- like he's not a runner and he was trying to and he's having to run more this game and he just didn't have enough ball security when he got out in the <clears> open <throat> field. That's just kind of one another inexcusable thing. You have to secure the ball if you're going to be running around with it. The Shed Jackson fumble was deflating. Mm-hmm. Let me, I, I talked about wide receiver play. I didn't mention the Shed Jackson fumble was, defla- was deflating. I think we honestly, seeing how the offensive line was playing, probably should have gone to Robbie Ashford a little bit earlier in this game just to say, all right, to hell with all this drop back stuff. Let's just try it because it would open up the run game a little bit more. But then Robbie goes out there and he throws the pick. And I'm just like, oh, God, bro, like, we have to just seize the opportunities that are there in front of us. So that was a little disappointing. But I don't I don't want to camp out on quarterback because I think the quarterback is just a symptom of a poor offensive line in that case. But the decision making that happened with T.J. Finley on those two interceptions, inexcusable. So we can have a separate conversation about T.J. Finley, and I know a Were lot of cool? people want to.
0: One well, one interception,
2: one fumble, turn- so two okay, turnovers. Got okay, got it. But the defensive line, if you'd asked me before the season, and, and I said very plainly, we, even though you didn't ask me, I thought that this was going to be a strength of this football team. And I just – Penn State pushed us around in the front seven the entire – most of that game. Like, mm. it was – I mean, it was mostly just, like, really big runs that they broke off. But, like, still, even, like, getting close to the goal line, like, all of their scores that were inside the five were run plays. Mm-hmm. Like, we just were not defending the run well. Mm-hmm. Our pass rush has been anemic. And I, I just don't see the defensive line doing the things that I thought that they were going to be able to do this far. And that's baffling to me considering – the vast majority of those guys is not their first year here. Like they're returning guys, and they're not playing better this. Like was is was Nick Eason just that good a coach? Where it's just like Nick Eason's gone, and so now all of a sudden the defensive line. Can't, I just I don't understand what happened with the defensive line this this season um, that has made us so porous up front, and it that is the part where I'm just I'm baffled, and then. The last thing that I will say is this. This team, and and like most teams, take on the persona of their coach. And Coach Harson always knows how to say the right things. And the co- the team knows how to say the right things. And they're taking this business approach. I'm not seeing it on the field. Mm. I'm not seeing discipline. We've had way too many turnovers. We've had way too many timely or costly penalties. We've had way too many people just being out of position. I'm not seeing... The press conference translate to the field, and that's a problem for me. Mm. That's a huge problem for me because one of the things that I had as a huge issue for me with the previous coaching staff was looking inept on Saturdays, looking as if you didn't belong on the field with someone on Saturday. We did not look like we belonged on that football field Saturday, and that's a problem for me because now it seems to be a trend. Now it seems to be we're trending in the direction of being out of position, having costly penalties, losing our cool at the wrong time in the game, costly turnovers. That cannot be the direction a football team takes and win football games an in any quality opponent. And that's a problem for me. And it a lot of that goes right back to – and to, to his credit, he owned up to it in the press conference. It goes right back to coaching. The coaches need getting people prepared And it did not seem like this team was prepared at all. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit BuildTheHouse.com and let's build together.
1: Harson is eight and eight as Auburn's current head coach. Um, three and five against Power Five schools. If you're Harson, what do you look to this week against Missouri? What 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 do you start looking at? What do you address? How do you fix that? Because there was a lot of things to Ike's point that went wrong all at once yesterday. Where's the first place you start?
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, they say darkness comes before the dawn. (laughs) It's going to get worse before it gets better. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Whatever corny trope you need (laughs) to get up (laughs) for next week's game. I got it here. I got a whole list of them here. Um, I do agree. I, I agree with everything Ike said. Ultimately, this was kind of like you can't really make excuses for this uh-uh. loss at all. What you can do is you can control what you do with it. Right. Right? Now, most coaches have caught a beatdown once in their coaching career. Okay. This was it. You got punched in the mouth, man. You got you got punched everywhere. You got punched in the mouth, the privates, in the ear, in the throat, everywhere that hurts. You got yeah. punched. Yeah. Now... You have to find a way to get your team back up to play what is a bad opponent. A a game I identified before the season as one that you absolutely cannot lose. And now, I don't think anybody's saying that they feel good about that game because if you don't execute, you can lose to anybody. Now, like Isaac said, he's off QB play. I mean, I'm not off QB play. I'm not off QB play.
2: Oh, I'm not off of QB, play. Yeah. Like, I'm just not starting there with the, as the issues.
3: Yeah, I think that with the issues that you have, the the way that—and that, this is where I don't want to be as a program. I never want to be in a place where we need the QB to be the savior of the program. We're there, though. Uh, I think we're there, yeah, yeah. I think we're there, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, we to be the of the, the program, yeah. All right, so you have to get it's this It's not right.
1: ideal, but it's so, reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but,
3: like, it is what it is, right? We need the QB to be a savior. It's so where the last guy was. I didn't think that was fair to him. Um, But it is what it is. Now, uh, I won't get back into all the offseason stuff because you're in season now. You just got to coach with what you've got. But we'd be remiss if we did not mention that this QB, this two QB experiment thing that we have going on, it's about time for it to be over. Pick one and die with that guy or bench him and move on to the next guy. Right. Yeah. You You won two games. And it didn't look great, but you got W's. And this is probably this may be an unpopular opinion, but I think. And I was hoping that this coaching staff was not the staff that needed to lose a game this way to learn, but it seems as if this beatdown may be the, the thing that forces change in some ways.
2: Mm-hmm. Now I you think gave, there's going to be a lot of change after this. Game.
3: Right, right. Now you, you you gave one guy a shot. And I've been on the record about how long I think a guy should get to pull it together. This was about it.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is this is where we had as the the the, the benchmark. It's like, hey, we should know by halftime of by, Penn State. By Penn
3: State, yeah, mm-hmm. like you know yeah. what what we've got, and you cannot let your season go down waiting on a guy to get. Everybody's got to do their job. Now we'll t- we can talk about the offensive line, and we can talk about these. Things, but at the end of the deal, the players don't make any of these excuses for themselves. They don't. So I'm not going to sit here and make them excuses for them either. You need a guy to go out and clearly be better so that we can clearly say, which we cannot today, we cannot clearly say that guy played a great game and if he had not been for the offensive line, he would have been better. We can't say that today. We literally can't say that today. So I have questions. Uh, Now, somebody asked, uh, I listened to the postgame presser. That's up on our channel if you haven't seen it. Somebody asked, hey, man, was there any talk about Calzada? We had heard reports that we could see him in this game. I think maybe the way they managed the game, the way way it played out, they just figured we're not going to throw him out there this week. It doesn't do you any good. This is a guy who started every game in the SEC last year. He doesn't need these end-of-game reps. Let's get him ready for next week. Yeah, I'll be damned. Like I said, if we see more of the same this week and we don't see Calzada next week, I will have more, I will have more smoke for this coaching staff mm-hmm. next week than I do this week. If that is the case, ultimately, um, you saw Robbie Astro make plays, right? When he could, I mean, he was under. I mean, I think was it Nathan King put out a stat on all the pressures that happened. A majority of those pressures happened in the second half after Penn State figured out. Blitz yes. the shit out of this quarterback, and right. we're going to give up a bust here and there, but for the most part, they can't consistently hurt us, so it just is what it is. We'll live with it. Now, the, the film review is going to be really interesting when you guys see. I couldn't. I, I, normally, I would just table the film review until the next day, but I, I just decided, oh, I'm going to go ahead and cut this tonight and just see what I see. And it, it was tough, man. We didn't make adjustments to their adjustments. There was no plan for after we got punched in the mouth. That's what I saw. And I have questions, man. This is the second year straight I'm questioning this coaching staff about sending a hurt quarterback out there and then claiming you didn't know he was hurt. This is a fair question. Now, I asked him after Mississippi State, hey, man, what happened? Did the coach, did the the training staff say that he was good to go and his ankle was broken? And he said he relied on it. Finley clearly hurt his shoulder at the end of the second half. Yeah. First. He he oh, first half, right? He rolled out there in the second half and it looked like it was affecting him. Man, sit him down. Right. I don't get it. Whose job is it to monitor if player can go or not? He's always gonna tell you he can go. <laughs> no player wants to be pulled off the field. So uh uh this staff is we I've you know I've been I've supported this staff, but they're not above reproach. Now I want to see what they're gonna do with it. Like, like listen, if this is what you needed to see. What other people see, so be it. I'm not in the locker room. I'm not at practice. So I can't say for sure, but what I do know is that what we saw on Saturday is going to get the Jets fired up by about the bye week. Factual. Yeah. If 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 it continues. So I yield the rest of my time to B. B.
0: Um, I couldn't rewatch the game like Ike. Mike, God bless you for do, for taking that upon your shoulders. I can rewatch it. I woke up because my youngest woke up. And um, my wife, we you know we rock, paper, scissors to see who's going to go in there and do the work. You're going to feed him. Okay. And then so she did it. So I, I do a little something and then she does a little something and then she sits with him and feeds him and put him back down. So we swapped that out, right? <clears throat> I got back in bed after she started feeding him. And I was up for like 20 minutes like... Did we just get our ass beat like that on national television? You ever wake up, you realize after a bad loss, it's like, huh, what's, did something happen? Oh, damn, we got, we got blistered and embarrassed, didn't we? Shit. And it happened. And I, I honestly, it took me a minute to go back to sleep. Cause I remember like, that was, that was the worst loss I've seen us take since, hmm. It's it's hard to quantify because we had some losses that we shouldn't have had in years past. This was a loss that we could have had. I don't think anybody would have been like, man, we lost to Penn State. This is the end, it's over if it's a three-point game. If we show well, if we look good, if we look competent, and like the game plan was at least sound and some things are working, and you lose this game, that's that's not a, a blight on Brian Harson's legacy as Auburn coach. You'd like to get it, but you can understand why we would lose to a team that is talented, and well-coached. However, losing like that and at home, mm, there seemed to be a lot of assumptions about what we were going to be based on what we were last year. I think something that I'm I'm starting to, to take into account more and more is how much change affects a football team. And not just a change in Well, we were missing a couple of guys um, from last year on the defense, just one or two guys. We we were obviously losing. We lost Roger McCreary, and we lost Kobe McClain. So really, you had maybe three spots to fill in at at most, but we got a lot of guys who graded well, who had NFL grades, who could have gone and decided to come back. I was cutting the film to send to Ike in, in Caesar because I had no plans on watching that film. And the first thing I did was double-click a file to make sure, is this the second half? Let me label this the second half. And I just went to a random spot in the second half, and I saw that 50-whatever-yard run. 13 minutes left in the third quarter. The defense that I saw hold out for three and three-quarters quarter (laughs) against Alabama gave up the panties less than two minutes into the second half. Something's wrong. Something's different. Something's drastically different. For that to be the case, you see the first two games that we have, and thinking, okay, they're getting it going. All right, they're figuring it out. They're trying things. They're holding some stuff back. And Ike was actually in our slack, and he said they have done some different things, like scheme-wise. It's not just obvious stuff, but it's stuff that I can get into on the film breakdown. It's like it's okay, but now this something something we have lost something. And I didn't take into account how much change the position coach changed, the overall defensive coordinator change. We assumed that, okay, well, I, the, Schmetting was here and he knows every guy and what they were able to do last year. But yeah, Schmetting wasn't called in the place. Schmetting wasn't the overall strategist.
3: Are we over Schmetting called the Iron Bulls <laughs>
0: narrative? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we knew that wasn't necessarily yeah, the case anyway, but all right, all right. yeah. Um, but looking at the result now, I think there's something that's... The thing I take away most from the game is the offensive line has been a sore spot for us for years. Years. 2017 was the last capable offensive line that we had, and it wasn't even great, but it it was a decent offensive line. We have been trying to circle in and around that fact by making it about the quarterbacks. Here, this year especially, we had... Three years of a guy who looked the same every year. And we were like, that's it. We, we can't have the same guy and expect a different result. So let's get some different guys in there, which was our only complaint. It was like, hey, let's see what else we got. We are seeing what else we got. And it's the same thing.
1: Does it, does it look worse knowing that there were guys who did enter the portal at some point this offseason and we just either didn't go after, after them And we believed and hoped that there would be improvement with this O-line going into this season, only to not see that occur. Does that that look worse in hindsight?
0: Well, to me, it doesn't look worse because we aren't competitive at offensive line in recruiting. And that's a fact that I understand. We are not a, a golden destination for offensive line. For defensive backs, we are. For running backs, we are. That may be it. Like everywhere else we are fighting defensive line, we, we will recruit pretty well. But those are the three position groups that we are competitive in naturally when it comes to recruiting. Auburn does well with those position groups. We do not do well at linebacker. We have not done well. We will find one or two. Uh, Travis Williams did a good job of finding us that one or two. We will find one or two and kind of hope with the rest. Offensive line, we have been down. It doesn't surprise me that people don't want to come here for offensive line. For what? Do you know that coach is going to get you to the NFL? Does Will Friend have? Obviously, he had a lot to prove with this group. Same group, second year under you. And unlike all the other positions, the offensive line staff did not change up, buddy. You've been on these guys for a minute. They didn't change. And now we look worse? I'm not surprised we didn't go after those guys because I don't think we could have gotten them. I'm, they made some calls. It's not like they were like another offensive lineman in the portal. Let's not worry about it. No, they. I'm sure they tried. They put some feelers out there, but I don't think they had much feedback as far as guys wanting to come here. They have to change the reputation of that line either with a new position coach hire, a new offensive coordinator hire, or, you know, if the whole thing gets blown up, it'll be a new head coach hire. That's what it would do it.
3: Yeah, but yeah, you, so- can,
0: you can you can win games in the
3: interim. This whole thing about the our offensive line has been dying for years, right? Right. I've I've watched other teams in this conference overcome their offensive line problems with a better scheme and a better game plan. And that's better why was,
0: quarterbacks, th- th- though.
3: That's why I was no, not even necessarily. Calzada played behind the worst, and he's on our team now. He played behind one of the worst O-lines in the league last year. They yeah, still got eight that's, games that's and fair. beat Bama. That's fair. That's come on, fair. man. That's this is fair. why I was stuck on game plan yesterday in the post game. That I was, was like, fair. come on. You have to know what your team is. You have to know. As a coach, you have to know what your team is, what their strengths are, and you have to scheme to your strengths and scheme around your weaknesses. They that's didn't true. do that. There were no adjustments to Penn State's adjustments. This was a one-score game at halftime, despite what anybody says about right. the defense. Right. Right? The issue was
2: m- more the adjustments that they made and we didn't make than it was the players. And that, that that's, I think, and I talked to Brian about this before the game, about what I hoped to see from our offensive game plan, and I saw none of it, which is I wanted to see a lot of quick game to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands, hands. quickly— two playmakers Mm. and what we committed to was a lot of drop back passes and analyzation and Manny Diaz is notorious for I'm not going to give your quarterback time to do that do that I'm just going to send people at him and you're going to have to win matchups on the outside and we for whatever reason did not account for the fact that the guy on the other side of the field has a say so as to whether or not you're going to have time to go through these four progression reads. Mm-hmm. Get right. the ball out of his hands. Get it in the hands of playmakers. Live with four and five yards at a time. Because if you get four yards three times in a row, my math tells me that's a first down. It doesn't have to be a big play every time to be effective. Right.
3: Here's here's what this coaching staff needs to be better. Here here's why this. My prayer, my hope is, is that this blowout is cause yeah it's cause for re-examining what you thought right and a good coach's staff can do this they can say hey listen that was abysmal right we need to burn this down and we need to go to plan b hopefully there was a plan b now when you talk about in-game adjustments and you know the problem with the quarterback situation is you have uh you have one quarterback who you need to change the offense for that's a completely different offense when he's in the game, right? Or you need the guy who can make the pre-snap reads and be faster, like I is talking about. Get the ball out of the quarterback's hands. You know what this line is by now, right? Now, if and if, if if this loss is what it takes for them to get that, I'm with it. The problem with the first half, and this is what I hope we don't see. This was this would have been the danger of losing a close game. Is is the danger of thinking? It was this close, so let's do that again. We just need to execute better. Mm. We're we're beyond that. It was not close. It wasn't even a little close. So now you have to do something drastically different, and you got to figure out which guys are best suited to operate under the conditions of the talent around them. Right. That's it. So if it's—I mean, yesterday it was pretty clear to me that it was Robbie Ashford. To me, yesterday was pretty clear that it was Robbie Astrup because after Penn State decided we're going to send the house every other play. And we're going to bet on these guys making mistakes. Even if we give up a big play here or there, it was pretty clear that was their strategy. Now, to me, you have to know after you play a, a close first half and it was pretty even the first half, what they did was they drove down the field. And they moved the ball in the first half.
2: Yeah, they we had the, we had more. Man, we had more yardage than them in the first half. Yeah. we had more first downs than them in the first half. I we saw, pretty we much dominated comment. time of we possession. Yeah, we, they moved we, the ball, but we had more turnovers. The Correct. The issue was the turnovers and not scoring in the red, red zone, zone, or getting field goals when you got to the red zone.
3: But my point is, all that was fool's gold. It was not working. And then you came out in the second half thinking you could do the same thing. And they adjusted. So again, like planning for the counterpunch is something that you know the better coaches in the SEC ha- are, are are good at, right? They're not going to wait for you to adjust to adjust. They're uh, they're assuming you're going to adjust, and they have they'll hit you with something different in the second half. You're like, wait, we didn't plan for this. They weren't doing this. Here's my concern before we get to the
1: break, Mike, because I'm with you on the hope part. I haven't. I I'm not sure if I've seen enough examples. That this coaching staff is willing to make that big of an overhaul of an adjustment. Now, they're in a situation where they need to and they must. I'm not sure where they go.
3: I just don't, I'm just not sure where they go from there. That's my point. My point is is that I think this loss is what is needed for that.
2: Yeah. And and I think the thing that you will see is, I, I think this is the game we finally see Zach Calzada. I think that they're like, "Hey, man, are you good enough to go? We've got to try something else."
3: Yeah, he's a gamer. Okay, <laughs> okay. he's a gamer. Just put him in.
2: But, okay, but so also
3: too, you got to go
1: with what's okay. If you see something that works, use it. Use it like that. Like if we've been hearing about a Camden Brown all fall camp, use them. Right, Landing had one. King catch. had an amazing, amazing catch. Yeah use them like that's your adjustment right there who's playing well who's doing something use them and if you're not doing that hopefully this wakes up I'm with you guys I'm just concerned as as if I see it moving forward I'm just concerned because based on their slowness to adjust within the game I'm worried about that
0: let me ask y'all this It, it seems that coming out of fall camp that They were favoring experience and seniority over maybe promise, right? I think that's fair to say. Looking at the depth chart and also the playing time. Does this flip that on its head?
2: I think it should, man. I think it should. should. I think it should. 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 Because if if the issue, like last year we made the assumption, and I think this is where you were going, B. Will, and I apologize for cutting you off. I think we made the assumption guys who were talented we weren't seeing weren't working hard. There's been right. no indications that that's the case this year. Right. It's just these people seem to be more. They know the offense better. Man, it's time to just go out there and, and ball, bro. Like right. I don't. Okay, I don't care who knows the offense better. Who's gonna ball?
3: Who's gonna ball bro? on Saturday? Right? Yeah. Can I, mean, I throw? Right.
2: Can Can we go out here and play playground for a minute and throw it up to a six four receiver and have him just outbody somebody for the ball? And can we just throw it out here to the flat to a guy who's got some wiggle and let him go make a play? And can we put a quarterback in that, all right, cool, you're going to send the house. He can outflank you and rush for six yards every time you do that. Now you got to do something different. Can we just go ball? Forget the X's and O's. Yeah.
0: Jimmy's and Joe's. Go out there and ball. Right. And that's that's exactly what I was going to say. Because last year it may have been maturity and culture, right? But you flush those guys out. Those cancers, Those cancers aren't there anymore. So all you have left to turn to are guys who are bought in and who are doing what the coaches want you to do. They just aren't the guys you think have the best grasp of it. But now that's not a good enough reason anymore because we got to. bear.